0: and welcome to Listen and Learn with Your Favourite Teacher. For more resources to support your learning, visit yourfavouriteteacher.com. Today, we're going to look at Lady Catherine and her daughter Anne in the novel Pride and Prejudice. As we know already, Lady Catherine is incredibly rude. But this is done for the purpose of characterising her as a caricature, as opposed to giving her realistic traits. Austen does this in order to portray the complete archetype attitudes of the aristocracy at that time, especially towards those of a lower social class. Lady Catherine is written as overly critical of others, which is presented in the way she comments on Elizabeth's piano skills, asserting that our dear Eliza will never play very well even though Lady Catherine herself has no skills of that type, cannot play herself, and therefore has no authority on the subject. Yet she proceeds to claim that if she had ever learnt, she would have been greatly proficient. The arrogance of this woman. Her arrogance continues with claims such as, I will not be interrupted, hear me in silence which establishes the idea that Lady Catherine really believes that her ideas are significantly more important than those of her company and deems her speech more valuable than anything those around her may produce. She is the embodiment of pride in our novel. She's got pride in her social status and therefore she feels no social prosecution. She confidently makes her guests feel uncomfortable on purpose with the impertinence of her questions. This means she proceeds to question her guests on personal manners that may be taboo to discuss or simply too awkward a matter to mention over the dinner table. Lady Catherine also encourages Mr Collins' excessive admiration of her. This is rooted in the belief that she thinks she deserves excessive admiration, which highlights that she is, of course, a snob. Lady Catherine is obsessed with her status. Therefore, it's predictable that she may be interested in preserving her bloodline. She is dead set on the fact that Darcy and her daughter are destined for each other because they are related. This to a modern-day audience might be slightly disturbing. However, incestual relationships were more socially acceptable at that point. She likes to have the distinction of rank preserved, which means she's as snobby as we previously perceived, if not more. Lady Catherine is actually used as an object of proving that higher social status doesn't necessarily equate to being a better person, a person of higher moral standing or values. Lady Catherine believes herself to be socially superior to the Bennets. However, Mrs. Bennet and Lady Catherine share some traits, regardless of their social backgrounds and standing. Austen attempts to mirror their characteristics and draws parallels in their mannerisms in order to illustrate the fact that bad manners aren't linked to social standing. The fact that both Lady Catherine and Mrs. Bennet share the same obnoxious, outlandish mannerisms allows the audience to gauge that ladies of a certain age at that time were all subject to certain social expectation, which might lead them to act in particular ways. For example, assuring their daughters end up with the desirable match in marriage. This makes Lady Catherine prone to interface with matters that do not concern her. For example, the scene where she verbally abuses Eliza on the basis of a rumour she heard about her nephew and Eliza. Lady Catherine also embarrasses her nephew, Mr Darcy, which is described in the way he looked a little ashamed of his aunt's ill-breeding depicting the idea that Mr Darcy, who is a well-mannered gentleman, is actually ashamed of his aunt's lacking behavior even in front of people who he himself has deemed below his social standing. If he is embarrassed in front of people who he thought at some point lesser than him, the behavior of his aunt must really have bothered the behavior of his aunt must really have bothered Darcy since usually he would probably pay her no mind. This could be because he doesn't want the negative association assigned to ill-mannered individuals like his aunt, or the sheer fact that Mr Darcy is very aware of the social expectations of people of his status. Therefore, his aunt dipping way below the level of politeness, which would be expected, is pretty unacceptable. She sallied forth to settle their differences, silence their complaints and scold them. This shows perfectly how manipulative Lady Catherine truly is. Attempting to win over her nephew's good graces for the sake of her daughter then seems like a massive plot to unite the two estates, which a marriage between Darcy and Anne would lead to. Lady Catherine doesn't care whether a marriage of this kind would make her daughter happy or her nephew happy, Instead, she thinks only of the financial monetary aspect of such a union. Sounds a lot like a certain Mr. Collins we may have heard of. Anne de truly does not play a big part in this novel, other than the fact she's presented as a love rival for Eliza for the attention and affection of Darcy. However, we soon find out that Darcy's not at all interested in Mr Burg or of Miss Bingley and only has eyes for our Miss Bennet. Anne is truly portrayed as a frail, pathetic, plain thing. She lacks in talent, intellect and appearance, which Austen uses as a commentary regarding the fact that gentry doesn't always produce the most beautiful of offspring. Therefore, it can be concluded that not all aristocratic bloodlines are worthy of preservation, considering the fact that Anne is very much unlikely to improve society in any way, shape or form. Maria Lucas is a woman below the asserted status of Anne and is completely amazed at the fact that Anne is such a little creature, so thin and small. This could be seen as a commentary referring to Anne as a small woman, which is often interpreted to mean a woman of little importance, not much opinion or intellect, someone who doesn't stand for much at all, a pretty bland character. Or simply refer to the size of Anne, of course, which would paint the image of her as someone juvenile, yet diminishing the image of Anne to absolutely minuscule. Austin uses Anne to contrast Elizabeth, which makes our romantic heroine potentially look more interesting and attractive in comparison to someone as bland as our Miss Borg. I'm Miss Meeks with Your Favourite Teacher and we've been analysing Lady Catherine and Anne De Borg. Visit yourfavouriteteacher.com for videos, worksheets and everything you need to exceed in your studies. Thanks for listening.